0: This episode of Two Fit Crazies and Microphone is brought to you by Conti Fitness, the best in online and in-home personal training, and get certified online with Let's Face It Together trademark facial exercise and rehabilitation program, as well as book your Women Rock event in a city near you. This
1: episode is also brought to you by High Five Health and Fitness. Create positive change in your life with High Five Health and Fitness online health coaching at highfivehealthandfitness.com.
0: And if you want to create your own platform, visit www.tofitcrazy.com and find out more about how to create your own podcast podcasting 101 create your own platform as seen at stw fitness conventions around the country
1: be sure to subscribe and leave us a comment a review on uh itunes or wherever you do uh, listen to your favorite podcasts to fitcraziescom
0: it is christine conti and i'm
1: brian prendergast and we
0: are Two fit Crazies, and the microphone we are where it's at Brian, how's it going? We're
1: doing well, doing Just awesome, keeping it rolling, getting back to you once again on uh, our experience and our recordings from uh, the New Jersey Aford Convention
0: hundredth anniversary.
1: Boom! It's kind of a big deal.
0: It is a really big deal. <laughs> I don't think you. I don't think we made it. I said that deal sarcastically. I said that sarcastically before on the yeah. introduction. So. Obviously, in episode number 90, you heard from educators, you heard, you know, what what's working, and we're talking about physical education, we're talking about movement, we're talking about getting people inspired to move, and what can we do, and what's working, and what's not, and, and what's the solution, where does it start, and today... In episode 91, what you're going to hear from are some, just a few. I mean, there were so many. So it was many. unreal.
1: It was really a busy day. It was
0: crazy. And there, some some of the vendors, some of the companies that actually work with the schools, um, including us. I'm going to throw us out there. It's two for Crazies and Microphone podcast. We're here to you know help you to reach out. But we wanted to give them a voice as well. Um, what are their products? What are they doing? How are they helping schools? And hopefully this can be a great tool because maybe – these ideas are things you want to incorporate and f- infuse into your curriculum
1: yeah it was really it was really interesting to hear from from everybody so this episode will be Part two of our of our uh, recap, and and really what we're looking at, like Christine said, are the vendors uh, that are there, you know, selling programs, selling products, just letting you know, just spreading the word on what they have going on. But it's also we you'll hear from some of the presenters, uh, you know, that are there, you know, talking of their experience in the field of physical education, helping kids, and you know, once again, we kind of keep we keep it simple. What's working? What do you you know? What do you see that's working? What do you see that's not working? What's a solution to all this? And we you know we just get some great answers uh from from you know people with a just a wealth of experience uh, in in physical education and working with children and you know uh, look you ask me there's no other there's no other um there's no more important subject that should be taught in schools um you know than physical education and how to move and how to stay healthy and how to maintain this vessel that we live in uh and uh this is just you know just another opportunity for people to speak about that and uh and and hear from the best um it was just a really great experience for us and uh, we're grateful to john russo and judy Mm -hmm. lobianco and uh all that were involved with uh with new jersey aford and shape america uh, for having us there and we look forward to being back next year
0: let's change some lives brian
1: absolutely let's do it party time all right uh so with that said episode 91 vendors presenters new jersey state aford 100th anniversary convention peace (music) Thank <music> you.
0: It is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazes. And the microphone. We are Where It's At. And you know where we're at, Brian? Yeah? We're at the 100th anniversary of the New Jersey AFERT. How about that? That's
1: right. We're here. On Live location. And in direct.
0: And uh, you know We're going to be talking all day to some amazing vendors and companies that are here. And one of which is the superb... Kathy Kelsey, she's already laughing. And Kathy, Come on, Kath, keep it together. Kathy, actually, this is super special because Kathy actually uh, was a teacher with me across the hallway for years in New Jersey, and now she is representing the Sharing Network. So, Kathy, welcome.
2: Thank you very much. It's an honor to be here.
0: <laughs> she's trying to be on her best I'm behavior. To my best behavior. So, Kathy, for real, what is the Sharing Network, and why is that special why to you?
2: It? Okay. Um, being in education, I knew that when I was going to retire, I didn't want to just be regulated to, you know, just a like a just a part time job that I didn't really wasn't passionate about. So they, um, I had volunteered for the Sharing Network, and they asked me if I'd be interested in bringing their program to schools in Ocean and Monmouth County. And because I lived down at the shore, they didn't really have a presence here. So I talk to driver's ed classes about the importance of organ donation
0: and that's the sharing network
2: yeah the new jersey sharing network it's great it's a it's a federally funded opo it's an organ procurement organization they work with like 54 different hospitals throughout the state and not just it's not just a business build, it's not just a building it's where they have like a lab it's like the that uh you know the drc it has all the data centers it's Amazing! It's a really cool organization. So,
1: And take us through organ donation. Is that um, everything? I mean, it could be everything from the eyes to the lungs to right, the kidneys to the skin right, even, right?
2: Right. What what it is is that, unfortunately, people think that, um, you know, watching TV shows or whatever, you think, okay, I, I checked the box, I'm going to be an organ donor, that organs are just kind of flying around the hospital, and it doesn't work like that. Um, in order to be an organ donor... It's usually a sudden traumatic brain injury. Um, You're in the hospital, you're on a respirator. When there's no more brain activity, then your organs are viable for transplant. But if you were to have an unattended death, like if I were to pass right here, and by the time the EMTs got here and whatever, my organs have already not had oxygen for a while, we can't they're use not them. usable for a statistic. There's seventy thousand people that passed away last year in New Jersey, and out of those seventy thousand, only a hundred and ninety-two people could be organ donors. Wow. Okay. So if you do the math, which I'm not good at, but it's less than one percent. Yeah. But yeah. that's that's when you were just saying about skin. Right. If you can't be an organ donor, you could be a tissue donor. Okay. So. I'm sure you know Everybody that's like Ripped up their ACL
1: mm-hmm. All that cadaver that's a, yeah. that's a donor
2: Yeah You know um, My brother-in-law Passed not that long ago um, And wasn't able To be a don- an organ donor But he donated His corneas mm-hmm. So It's not the whole eye It's the lens And he was able To give people the gift of sight so
0: beautiful yeah
2: it's it's pretty amazing and going to the high schools I'm really impressed at how well they receive us they really want and when you tell them okay there's all these statistics and you tell them their stories I'm like okay you guys have to figure this out like I have a lot of faith in these young kids. I think they'll figure it out.
0: And Kath, real fast, can you just tell us um, very quickly why this means so much to you? Oh yeah,
2: oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> kind, of, kind of why you oh, got yeah. involved in it. Kind this of in the why first I got place. involved in that. There's a side
0: um, story, of course.
2: Side story. Um, five, five years ago in May, I gave my husband a kidney, so I'm a living donor, um, and we're absolutely fine. We're absolutely fine. We're like the poster children for organ donation Um, yeah I don't have any limitations Um, I just can't kickbox. okay that's it okay fair enough and he has no limitations he just has to take um, (laughs) anti-rejection twice a day that's
0: it beautiful it's amazing
2: thank Thank you for for that what a wife thank you he sucks (laughs) in underwear for Christmas do you you ever let
1: him forget about that Um, is there a moment you say hey buddy
2: hey buddy no (laughs) It's odd. I don't. I mean, because it's become so much of who we are. I don't really think about it too much. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I don't. It's just become who we are. It just becomes.
0: And now, where? Tell everyone where they can find information about the Sharing Network.
2: Um, You can visit our website at njsharingnetwork.org. Okay. Um, And also, we just received um, confirmation that in 2020, we're going to have the uh, transplant games. At American Dream, it's not even finished yet. Cool, it's, been, it's the building that's next to the Meadowlands. Yes, right. It's so Still colorful. That yeah. one, yes. And they're going to have people come all over the world to, to you know, participate in these like Olympics. And so it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. They need like 4,000 volunteers.
0: Beautiful. Oh, that's
2: really cool. Thank you so much. This was wonderful. This was fun. Yeah. Thank Thank you you so much. Thanks for being here and good luck today
1: and uh, spread the word.
2: I am. Thank you. All right. Beautiful.
0: We are welcoming Brian. Brian, tell us, what's your full name? Uh, Brian DeVore. And you were at the 100th anniversary of New Jersey Aford. Why are you here? Uh, well, I'm here, uh... As an
3: invited guest, as one of the past District Teachers of the Year for Shape America. Congratulations, Brian. Well, thanks. It was a long time ago, back in 2014. So
0: (laughs) it all counts.
3: Um, But I did come here, I believe it was 2016 I was at the convention here and uh, presented then. And then uh, Jackie Malaska and the the staff at New Jersey Aford were nice enough to say, hey, we want to have you back for the 100th birthday celebration. So uh, it's quite an honor always to come to this uh, convention because they treat the Teachers of the Year so well, um, you know. Obviously, they have a bunch here with the hundredth anniversary, and um, but they always take great care of us here, and, and uh, it's a great atmosphere to be in. So much buzz with all the exhibitors and um, great attendance and participation from the attendees. So it's really a great event to attend. Brian, where did you teach? Uh, I taught for about thirty years in Georgia. So I was in the metro Atlanta area. Mm-hmm. Uh, worked in three districts: the Cobb County School District, which is. The northwest side of Atlanta, uh, Paulding County School District, a little bit further to the west, and then um, the Fulton County School District, which kind of runs vertically
1: north-south through
3: the city of Atlanta.
1: And then in 2014, you got, your, uh, you got your Teacher of the Year Award, and then what, you just got out of the business?
3: No. Um, actually, I uh, taught 2014. I was Elementary PE Teacher of the Year for Southern District and the state of Georgia as well. And then um, from there, I went into actually working with online physical education and health programs within our district and um, worked overseeing that program for about three years. And then uh, the last year plus, I spent as the health and PE coordinator for the Fulton County School District. So um, I was responsible for all 96 schools, 350 health PE and adaptive PE teachers.
1: Okay. And now in your spare time, right, you're killing time working for Open uh, Online Physical Education Network. Why don't you tell us about that?
3: Sure. So um, in August of last year, I got my 30 years in, so I retired from uh, the state of Georgia from teaching, and I took a hiatus of Labor Day weekend to be retired and started on the Tuesday after Labor Day to work full-time with Open. So now I am the professional development manager for Open and uh, work with Aaron Hart, the executive director, and uh, the rest of the Open national trainers. We've got approximately 60 of them spread out throughout the united states and and uh unveiled four new ones today three of them here at at new jersey aford joining our team so we're really excited to to be adding to our professional development network and and adding some great quality health and physical education teachers to our team to help spread our word of teaching teachers helping teachers we provide free online content uh curriculum resource to teachers at openphysed.org beautiful
1: what is what is the basic? I mean, just give us a real brief, uh, just overlook of of, of exactly how Open works, and, and what are your main programs? You would say your uh, bread and butter programs, or what is, what is it that you're offering?
3: Sure. So this is a, a K twelve curriculum resource for uh, physical education teachers so when teachers go in they have to create an account and that's more of a an online security thing rather than a tracking thing Mm -hmm. and um, they create their account and they get access to every resource that we have there's no bait and switch where you know hey you get it free for 30 days and then you have to pay or you get access to this but if you want bonus access you have to pay for this much It's all created on the premise of equity of access. Um, And I, I lived that because I taught in Cobb County where we had plenty of resources. We had a health and PE coordinator. I had a budget for PE equipment at every school. If I wanted to go to a conference, I could go to a conference. Ideal. Right. So, but (laughs) you know, I went one county to the west, and we had no coordinator. My budget consisted of how many box tops for education I could get kids to bring in and then bind them up and send them off. And that was equipment replacement. That wasn't really equipment, you know, to purchase new things to implement new programs. So you know, why should the teachers and students in one county have a different experience because of finances? Mm -hmm. And so we wanted to eliminate that barrier to create quality physical education across the United States. So in creating this curriculum resource, we're making it free to everyone with the support of U.S. games. They underwrite the cost of the server space and, you know, creating different things that we need to do and providing equipment to our trainers that go out to provide these professional developments to teachers across the United States. Um... So every module that we have that's designed, and we have over 40 of them right now, um, they're designed with academic language cards um, to create physical education um, wording that is vocabulary that the students can apply within the classrooms. Um, all the lessons are standards-based, based on the Shape America standards mm-hmm. and learning outcomes. Um, they also have lesson plans in there, a teacher reflection guide that coordinates with a lot of teacher evaluation tools. So teachers can take those things into their administrators and say, yeah, I did my job this year. This right. is how I taught and what I did that was you know, good stuff in my classroom. So um, you know, we have all those different tools that are embedded, and it's all free. Teachers can download the documents either as PDF documents, as is, or they can download them as Word documents and they can change things. So it works for new teachers. You know, the, my, my standard line is if I'm a first-year teacher, I'm trying to make sure I get to work on time every day and I stay out of the principal's <laughs> office. That's right. So I can download it as a PDF document, and I'm good to go. I can work with that throughout my school year through all the different modules. If I'm a veteran teacher like myself, when I got to the end of my career, I had things that worked for me. So when I taught basketball dribbling, I had cues that my students knew and that I was comfortable working with. But within open lessons... There's great cues in there for dribbling a basketball, but I can take theirs out and put mine in, right. and I still got a great lesson. Mm-hmm. So it's you one of the most flexible resources out there. Mold it
1: what you need. Yeah. Right.
3: So we've got over 40 modules that are out posted online. We just did. Uh, a new module released yesterday with uh, New York Roadrunners, fitness running for I saw that. Uh, high school. I saw that. Yeah, so we've got um, some great uh, social and emotional learning tools in there, as well as some great um, student self reflection pieces. So um, we try and release uh, one or two modules uh, a month. And our focus this year of 2019 is really on middle school and high school to create more modules to release there. And we've got approximately 30 modules that are in different stages of development right now. So when you go into open, if you go in a month from now, you're probably going to see something new than, than what you saw previously.
0: Awesome. I,
1: I think that we have to take this opportunity, if you don't mind, and you have a couple more minutes for us. We have some questions that we've been asking the educators as they've come through today, you know, the, the people that are that are teaching now. And um, you know you are retired, but we're gonna we're gonna bring you back in just for a moment. All right. I want to know uh, from you in physical education in America right now, and you've obviously you're in Georgia. We're in New Jersey, and just you know, there's some things that are probably standards and things that aren't standards, and even your perspective from one county to the next, like you saw like you saw in Georgia. Um, what's working?
3: Um, so I think that one thing that is really working and working in our favor right now and we have to take advantage of is the whole concentration and focus on social and emotional learning. Um, Because my personal experience was that as a Fulton County Health and PE coordinator, I sat in a room with content people from all the different contents, administrators at all different levels at the top of the school system, and we talked about social and emotional learning. How are we going to measure this? What are we going to do to make sure our students are learning about it? And none of them knew, sitting in the room, that we actually have standards that address social and emotional learning Mm -hmm. and health and physical education. And that, to me, was kind of the light bulb moment where, okay, we need to educate these people and let them know. We teach these things every day. We teach about how to cooperate. We teach about sportsmanship. We teach about conflict resolution every day in our classrooms. And that's one way that we can elevate the status of our programs because a lot of times we're just, you know, the, the... class that people go to so the other teachers can have planning, but we need to show that we are relevant and we shouldn't have to do that, but we've got to do it. We've got to trumpet our own horn and and we've got to make sure we let people know we do this all the time. And if this is what you're going to focus on, shed a little light on our content area.
1: Excellent. Yeah, amazing. I mean, it, it's just, like you said, there is some heavy lifting that you have to do in order to get that point across that, that shouldn't be done. It should be understood. I mean, I know the life lessons that I've learned in sports. And, you know, one of the common themes that we've had, you know, just with people talking just today was figure it out. You know, kids, okay, figure it out. <laughs> and and the kids don't have to do it anymore because they just Google it. And, and, and the conflict resolution and all those things. Even in my household with the boys that are 10, 6, and 5 years old, uh, you know, figure it out it out um so i think that's uh, tremendous and and a resource that's often lost on on you know educators that are aren't physical educators you know they think they're just going to send them to uh, gym class and and uh, have their chance to eat their snack and do some grading or whatever
3: and have the kids run around get them tired for me right
1: right, <laughs> right 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 uh okay so what's the flip side of that what's not working
3: um i think right now teachers in general across the country are they're worn out teaching is hard work Um, And between the teaching all day long, many of us also coach. It just kind of goes hand in hand at the middle school, high school level, and even a lot of elementary PE teachers. Um, I think that there has to be some relief somewhere. And I don't know where, where that relief comes from, if it comes from, you know, enabling teachers to have certain times where they can take extra time off or some time uh, to rejuvenate themselves or to take care of their own families. Um, One thing when I go across the country presenting I talk about is we as teachers, we give so much. We give to our students. We give to our schools. We give to other teachers at our school. um, We give to our own children at home. Maybe we have uh, an adult that we have to take care of, uh, an aging parent or somebody like that. And who's always last on the list? It's ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so we always have to make sure that we take time every day to do something to to try and take care of ourselves and and help ourselves to um, remain healthy. Even if it's just, you know, go for a 10-minute walk. I'm going to put my phone down. I'm going to go for a 10-minute walk and and do something for myself. We have to make sure that we we do something for our teachers to enable them to rest, recover, rejuvenate, and not get burned out.
0: Do you have a solution for that?
3: Well... I
4: think Because we're on board uh, with you. Right. Yeah, I know. We're,
0: we're just <laughs> my, my wife is a first grade yeah. teacher.
1: And like I just mentioned, boys age six, uh, you know, six, five, and ten. Right. And then there's me.
3: <laughs> well, I think, and, and this is a one thing that, that we've tried, and it came along kind of towards the end of, um, of my teaching career, was our district went to not a year round, but more of a balanced type schedule. Um, where we still had a, a summer vacation of a couple months, but we had breaks that were built in about every nine weeks, week-long yeah. breaks. Yeah. So it was a chance for everybody to kind of, okay, catch my breath and kind of get back on focus and be in touch with my family and get in touch with myself and get some rest and be ready to go for the next nine weeks. And at first as a teacher, I was not in favor. I was like, okay, that means to me I got to teach everybody the rules and routines right, all the, the way continuity over again. Right. <laughs> right exactly um, but what I found was from a teacher standpoint it really helped me to get that balance to where okay I can get to bed at a decent hour I can sleep until I'm ready to wake up if I want to go away for a couple of days with my family and spend time with them and then come back then that's fine i don't have to worry about taking days off or taking personal time so um, that may be one possible solution at some point is looking at at kind of balancing the schedule a little bit more to give people more opportunity whether it's with family with professional development to come to events like this or you know just to to take care of things around your house
5: yeah yeah saturday absolutely
1: well, Brian, we appreciate this greatly. This is a good conversation, and uh, you know, we love. Uh, it seems like you love what you're doing uh, now that you've uh, done uh, done teaching, and uh, we thank you greatly for coming on.
3: Well, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity, and um, appreciate the opportunity to uh, retire and work with um, Open Phys Ed, and also appreciate the support we get from U.S. Games.
1: Awesome, awesome.
0: We are now. At the 100th anniversary of the New Jersey A with the Kershal Anthony. It has been quite a while, a returning guest on Two Fit Crazies in a Microphone. Say what? And now we just happen to run into you at yet another amazing location. So, yes.
6: Kershal, what are you up to? What are you doing here? Oh, my goodness, I'm doing everything. I love it. But I'm here obviously to inspire the kids i'm here at the new jersey African convention where i'm presenting my kaboom kids dance fitness program to all these awesome physical education teachers letting them know that there's people like me out there who's ready to come into the schools and really educate you know get these kids in a positive lifestyle mind frame just all about being good and being a kid again you know so i'm just happy and blessed to be here once again like Christine, And to see you two as well yeah. Love you guys You guys are awesome Right back right. gotcha. Like
1: Christine said uh, You know We might recognize the voice We did a full episode with him uh, Yes And, and uh, you know Well received episode Where you went through your program But why don't you take us Through a little bit again Tell us uh, you know How it goes What's
6: Kaboom Kids yeah. So Kaboom Kids Is a uh, dance fitness program Which I created To help kids uh, Feel better about themselves It really get, helps the kids Get them up and moving And we kind of channel That energy Through the dance program you know, that's something that's, you know, very, um, that the physical education teachers are dealing with is these kids just not having the type of PE or the amount of hours that, uh, that are needed in a day for them to really get their physical, you know, their workout. So, um, you know, it's where we come in as expertise to come in and really get these kids up and moving, educate them how to stay healthy and how to stay active. And that, yeah, dancing is one of those things that we could do. And music is in all of us. So we really get a, uh, you know, a, uh, Um, a forefront to how we really get these kids up and moving and them having fun and being energized and us being us crazy and talented uh, teachers out here. We really just have a really great time.
0: All right. And now I'm bringing it back. Ready? And in addition (laughs) to this awesome, great time, you also come in and you kind of teach like pillars of this, right? Like character and just, you got to give that a shout out because that's so important.
6: (laughs) Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. So, so, right. So, I mean, we, we teach, teach the choreography, right? Is that what we're talking about mm-hmm. here? Yeah. We basically teach them step-by-step movements, which these kids actually learn to choreograph steps. It's not a follow along. So after we're long gone, they're still able to introduce this program and really in, invest in it in their lives, you know? So, um, but... Uh, <laughs> But we are just crazy people. <laughs> you know, we, we just bring the excitement into the school. We bring the, the energy. And, and that's what these kids feed off of. You know what I'm saying? I mean, whether we're doing jumper jacks or dancing, these kids are really about, okay, what type of energy is this person bringing off? And how can I, you know, perceive that? And that's what we do with our crew at Kaboom Kids Dance Fitness. We just have that energy and that charisma and that stamina to really come in and rock out your school.
1: It is exactly the type of uh, assembly that I would have wanted to have been in, right. at, you know, as a kid. It's it's like you know soup to nuts. It's yeah. where it's at. It's where it's at. So you know?
0: tell everyone where they could find out more about Kaboom Kids and bringing them, bringing so, you to their schools. Yes. Yeah,
6: so we're on all, all social media platforms, but Kaboom Kids, which is K E R B as in boy O O M. K-I-D-Z as in zebra. So kaboomkids.com. You can find us again on all social media platforms. Um, info at kaboomkids.com. You can email us or again, kaboomkids. You just <laughs> Google it and, um, you know, that's a, that's a way you could definitely reach out to us, you know. Uh, give us a call. Whatever you want to do, I'm here. Yes, thank I'm here. You. Yeah, thank you, Kershaw. No, thank you, guys, so much. You guys are, are doing such an awesome thing for us, for uh, for the community, and just really, you know, giving the bringing the message forward to those who don't know the message. <laughs> and thank you for giving this platform to us PE people <laughs> as well. I can't <laughs> even tell. <deal. laughs> yes, guys. we're PE and we're crazy. That's right. Right. All right.
0: Just like that, we're back, the 100th anniversary of the New Jersey AFERD, and we're here with Andrew Krupa. How are you today? I am great. Excellent. So tell us why you are here.
7: Well, um, first of all, it's a great opportunity for anybody, not just physical educators or health educators or dancers, but anybody to learn about health and fitness and experience the things that maybe their students will in the school hopefully they will because this is all great new stuff
0: amazing so now how long did
7: you teach uh, I've been in education 35 years. 35 years. Yes. 35. Yep. Yep. God I'm bless you. Of that as a supervisor. So <laughs> amazing. So yep. now, what do you do? What are you doing now? I just retired about a year ago from Livingston Public Schools, which is one of the best school districts in New Jersey. No fooling. And it is the best, if not uh, in the in the state, but the nation, in health and phys ed and. It was a great run. Awesome. And
1: and now for yourself?
7: And now for myself, well, I'm lucky. I have two young boys that keep me active and young. One's 12, one's 15. And I I don't know that I could have planned this any better because now in my retirement, I'm running them around. (laughs) And uh, it's good to have that opportunity to do it because I know so many working parents, and a lot of them are teachers, struggle with that. And I'm just fortunate.
1: Good for you. Yeah, yeah for, no, it's a great time in their yeah, lives, and it's yeah, a good time I'm there for, you, for to be there. Them, you
7: know, for whatever they need—wrestling practice, <laughs> soccer practice, chickens, rabbits, <laughs> dogs. <laughs> yes, all of that. And
1: what do you? Uh, what did you present uh, today? In, uh, uh, over today, the few days? I
7: did a program that really was um, something that I was proud of in that term that I was at Livingston mm-hmm. for, and that was um, bringing safety. To the masses not just the students um, we had uh, from training wheels to automobiles as our title cool so that speaks to bikes right and what are the two biggest fearful times for parents but when their kids are just going out on the road on a bike you know no you can't go this year Johnny you know you can't go this year Johnny <laughs> so uh, we did a workshop for uh, the students and we collaborated with a lot of community members and even um, companies within the community like a, a bike workshop or a bell helmet. And then I just took it up the continuum with my great, great teachers because they really did work hard on this Two driver's ed, which is the second most fearful mm-hmm. time for parents when their 16-year-old is about to go behind that wheel. And so I tried to illustrate with the help of my staff that there were two of them that presented with me. Um, so I haven't been forgotten. Um, <laughs> that there's, you know, a lot of creativity and a lot of things that you can do. Every single one of the things we presented on today was free, in terms of how we brought it to mm-hmm. the schools. We didn't have to ask for money, right. and and it was it was good. It was a lot of fun to do that.
1: It's you know it's very interesting because it is a, a, a proponent, or, you know, of of. Physical education mm-hmm. that uh, you know, you want the kids to ride the bikes and you want them Absolutely. to have the independence. Yeah, of in New cars. Jersey though, right? Yeah, right, right. Everybody no. gets
7: really scared yeah. of that. So, why not just face it and make everybody knowledgeable, if you can, knowledgeable about what the rules are and spread that information because. Uh, uh, what, what are we going to do? Stay in our houses? Yeah. Right. And, uh, and virtually and, ride our bikes on and, the Peloton? Oh, please. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not a bad idea, uh, but at least I could get, get somewhere on the, uh, on the real thing,
1: you know? Well, I think that that's, you know, the, it inhibits them. The fear inhibits them from actually doing what is it so does. natural and what we did as kids. And, yeah. you know, it was kind of lost, right. the lost right. art of playing. Uh, um, and, you know, and one of the things that, that I always see is that, you, you know, part of it, has to do with the community as well. Yes, I mean my 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 street would be awfully safe if it weren't for the cars ripping up and down it, right? You know, <laughs> yeah, so like absolutely. you know that community outreach and safer yes. streets and and, yeah. and some of those programs. Uh, so it's very very uh, interesting. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, tough.
7: it's it's tough. You know, it's really tough because uh, as much as people say they don't like New Jersey, I think it's a great place to live. And um, you know, you just have to be New Jersey savvy. And mm-hmm. uh, that's <laughs> you right. know, Livingston is a. a it was supposed to be a, a walking community for the schools, but yeah. I would say 90% of the people drive the kids to schools, and uh, it's not different in the cities either. I'm originally from Patterson, which is like one of the major cities here, sure. you know. And I, you know, I used to drive, drive, ride my bike to school when I was teaching there too. I started there. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. yeah.
0: So tell us, you've got some more presentations this yes. week at yep. the convention. Yes. What what other topics are
7: you going All to discuss? Right. Tomorrow, I'm presenting again with another one of my uh, colleagues that uh, is a great teacher, um, Shiela, on the social-emotional learning connection and uh, Daryl Seidentop's model of uh, sport education. So it's, it's primarily for middle school, but um, it's really great because... It's tying in that piece of social emotional learning, which is so hot right now in every discipline, not just health and phys ed, but in a very natural way. I mean, that's everything you do there empathy, you know, communication, um, taking on responsibility is part of of Daryl Seidentop's model. So, what what did I just talk about? Social emotional qualities. And then I'm doing a workshop for the supervisors group, which I used to be president of. Thankfully, I'm not anymore because I was in that role for seven years, maybe longer. And the new president and I are presenting on tips for evaluation of your teachers because it's an overwhelming job. I, I had only one or two ticks from the 22 years that I was in it. But, that's, uh, it. That's, uh, yeah, it. that's it? Yeah, that's <laughs> it. You know, one breakdown. Uh, no, we could not But i uh, um, yeah, it lasted, and then on the third day, something that really fits in with where we are right now—it's the you know Long Branch on the beach, Ocean Spa Resort, uh, water safety teaching, Great. teaching um, teachers how to teach about water safety in their classroom or in their gym, because uh, unfortunately we've had a lot of drownings over sure. the past couple of years, and I'm I'm currently a active surf lifeguard in Spring Lake so is that right yeah, yeah. Yes. alright and there uh, I'm well, not there uh, I was going to say I've been a lifeguard for 40 something years but I've been there about 20
1: yeah oh that's great yeah
7: it's going to be fun Excellent. so yeah. creativity and you can do anything
1: that's where I bring your friend Bronwyn O'Leary down. That's we run, we run, Br- we run the boardwalk in Spring Lake all, right. all the time. Well, yeah.
7: you, got to, you, you see oh, the guy radio. running around. Yeah. I used to be on that um, ATV. Yeah. Yeah, that was me oh, racing, and now I'm just sitting wood, as they call it. Yeah. You know what that sitting is? wood. Yeah, you're yeah. sitting on the chair. Yeah, I sure I'm do. not in charge anymore. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. For you. yeah it's All great. right.
1: So you've been in uh, in education. You were in education for a long time. Some yep. of the questions that we were asking the the teachers that have come across here. Um, what's working in physical education right now, as far as getting across to the kids, or just things that you see that real that you really think are working?
7: I, I think when it's done well that. The uh, piece about mindfulness and tapping into um, your emotions and your ability to self manage and to persevere, and really that's starting to take hold. I mean, it's always been there, but I think things in our society have, you know, maybe eroded that and the teaching of it at home and, and that kind of thing. So, this is really something great that this subject area can offer in a directed way. I mean there's a lot of um, what you call um, indirect teaching but why not be direct about it? It's mm-hmm. a need. Sure. You know, kids are having, you know, meltdowns and they, they they don't have all the support that they need. This is the subject area that can really help with that.
1: Christine, have we heard this uh, yet yeah, today? A lot <laughs> in all the yeah, interviews good. that we've had. That's Absolutely, unique. It's, oh, it's, not it's unique. A, oh no. Well. <laughs>
7: well, no, but that's but, the pattern
0: um, we're looking for. But
1: well, we're asking what's working. Yeah,
7: that, and, and you know,
1: and and uh, finding
7: your passion too. Yeah. I think a lot of people struggle with, um, you know, finding the right fit, and uh, that's a great thing about physical education. It, again, a well-done program, you expose them to a variety of things. I mean, if you had asked me at any point in my K-12 through 12, uh, education as a student whether I wanted to do math, uh, mm-hmm. that would have been a no. <laughs> but in, and so, you know, I had to take it. I did it. Right. And in phys ed, sometimes people, uh, you know, uh, that have some old ways of doing things in their background of phys ed don't understand that when you expose the students to different things and not only the one sport that they're good at, uh, it's giving them a greater inventory to pick from when they get older and when they have to decide to change up something because they, maybe they have an injury or, or they don't have to access something like that. Interesting. So those are two things. Mm-hmm. There's a lot
1: more, but. So so those, that's, that, I yeah, think those they're two they're very not, good things. So yeah. what's not working? What are you seeing, some things that maybe we, they tried to uh, enforce, um, I guess might be the wrong word, but implement that?
7: Yeah, no, uh, I, I get what you saying. I think, um, you know, it's still a challenge to get the time from the administration to do the program well. And there are some schools that are not, you know, following a curriculum, meaning, you know, any program semblance or direction of what they should cover i mean we have the state standards but Mm -hmm. they're not using them and it's really the administration on the watch that's failing there because the teachers can only do what you know they're allowed to do one time two times three times a week kids need to be active today you know and they they need to be active yesterday they need to be active today (laughs) they need to be active tomorrow and we're we're not seeing that because of uh all of the advances in technology and they're great. They're great. You can use them. I got what am I wearing right now? I'm wearing yeah. my tracker. Right. And uh it's great. My family knows that at the end of today, at least right now, <laughs> I have seventy five hundred steps. Nice. There you go. Yeah, but get that you know, 10, I got an award in. chart going. I'm not there yet, so I won't be getting that Starbucks <laughs> until I hit ten thousand. Right. So where do get we go moving. with
0: this now? So what's what's the solution? I know I'm, this is the ten thousand million dollar question that I'm asking everyone today you know
7: that this group here in particular works very hard new jersey works very hard to bring to the awareness through the teachers in this kind of a uh, event a pd uh conference but also through uh advocacy efforts and lobbying i hate to use that word Mm -hmm. in this political climate Mm -hmm. um but you have to lobby and bring to the awareness uh decision makers and lawmakers why this is important so they do that we just uh, passed the recess bill we do need to pass the certification bill for teachers that are teaching um, health education and phys ed k through six because if they're not prepared adequately to teach math what do you think is going to happen to your scores right. Right. but the same thing and maybe worse with uh, health ed and you know, there's fears about how that's going to happen. If you grandfather this, and just you know let things organically get to where they need to be, it's it's over years. You know, not right now. oh, you got to hire five more teachers. No, that's not going to. That's not realistic. But we do need that certification law so that when you start to talk about dental health, you're not telling them. Uh, something that's absurd you know to take care of their dental health or maybe something more important drug y- eds y- you yeah. know and you start saying uh alcohol is uh you know good for you it's it's a hallucinogen i don't know you yeah, know yeah, how, yeah, yeah. all the inc- incorrect no. information right. sure you know we need people and you know what else is scary for some people It's talking about that because they're not comfortable about- they haven't had the preparation so our Teacher preparation programs need to include at least one course in how to teach health education, not just a participatory course. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: not just provide the information, but how to teach it.
7: Yeah, how to teach it, and um, and okay. and, I, and I, as I said, I know that it's going to take time to get us there, but we don't even have that requirement of teachers. So, uh, to, in their preparation. Sure. Mm-hmm. So
1: it's very interesting. Yeah, you know, all the most of the answers that we received today from that question uh, were more geared towards the actual classroom and the implication. But you know, you do see that side of it where you know it is outside of this and providing these teachers with the resources that they need to do their job. Well, really that that, well.
7: that is always going to be the case. I mean, I I actually was a resident of Livingston. I lived there for hmm, maybe. Sixteen years, and now I'm down in Wall. Well, they're two different communities, mm-hmm. yeah. way different, and yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, my kids are getting a, an education, um, but there were different resources in Livingston, and yeah. um, you know, I I, I kind of, not being mean here, but I kind of laugh at your question a little bit because what I told you I just I taught in Patterson, yeah, for ten years. So when I when you talk about limitations, and you know what, I think I did a great job there because of what I said before. Creativity—you have to make it work. You know, do, there's always the exception, and in that case, then we really would probably have to go off mic and talk about what we do about <laughs> that situation. And I have colleagues that are there, but in terms of what you can do, you know, I think it was rooting a basketball coaches, Let not what you can't do, interfere with what you can do. That's it. John Wooden. Yeah. 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 So, you know. I
0: think that was a word of wisdom. It's one of my favorite quotes of all time. Yeah, right? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, Well, thank you so much much for saving some time and shedding some light on what's going on. And thank you for inspiring uh, the teachers in New Jersey at this 100th anniversary.
7: Yeah. It's great, isn't it? 100 years. We've had
0: a blast here today. It's been
1: a yeah, great good. fun.
7: Yeah.
0: Thank you I'm so much. I'm glad to make your much. acquaintance
7: too. Yeah. All right. All right. Take Thank
0: you care, you, guys. guys. Thanks. Good job. Back at the 100th anniversary of the New Jersey AFERD, and we're with KJ Ferry. Is that right? KJ Fury. Fury. It's Fury.
1: <gasps> a sweet name. That is a
0: fantastic name, <laughs> as we, as I digress. <laughs> so tell us, what brought you to the New Jersey AFERD?
4: Well, I am the president of Rugby New Jersey. Rugby New Jersey is the state-based youth organization for rugby, sanctioned by USA Rugby, and we are here as a volunteer organization to grow and develop rugby throughout New Jersey. That's very
1: interesting. How uh, so? Rugby New Jersey is it? uh, This establishment has been around for a while. Uh,
4: Yes, Rugby New Jersey um, established itself in two thousand and twelve. Um, right now, we have about um, ooh, about 1,600 players registered with Rugby New Jersey and USA Rugby. We have uh, flag rugby for children five to 14. Most of those programs are run by either rugby clubs, or parks and recreation, or after-school programming. We then have uh, youth. Tackle programs for um, girls and boys, U twelve and U fourteen, and we have our high school programs, which are school-based and community-based. So we have five private schools who have uh, boys and/or girls rugby teams, um, high school tackle, and we have community-based programs, about seven in the state right now as well. Wow.
0: So how do we? How do people go about finding out more information about this? Websites the, or
4: yeah, absolutely. Uh, RugbyNewJersey.com dot com is the place to start. Our website has a ton of information um, on the programming we do. We also have a, a presence on Facebook, um, Rugby New Jersey,
0: right. um,
4: on Facebook as well. Um, or you can always email me at kjfury at optonline dot net, and I would certainly. Um, Put you together with the uh, people you need to meet, so you can get out on the uh, out on the pitch and have <laughs> some fun.
1: It's tons of fun. I've seen rugby is becoming definitely more popular. I mean, high schools, uh, some high schools locally.
4: Yes, high schools. Yeah, they're loving it. Um, We just had a session um, a few minutes ago. We had sixteen teachers up and moving for their last session. Awesome. Uh, They had a great time in the little space in the ballroom that uh, we were allotted, and uh, before the the hour was over, they were passing and tagging and having a great time.
0: Oh, it's neat. That's awesome! Thank you so much for uh, for spreading this word of rugby New Jersey with all of us. And thank you, thank you. Having a good day. Uh, all right, bye bye. And we are back at the hundredth anniversary of the New Jersey third with Charles. Charles, how are you today?
5: Um, fine, thank you.
0: Excellent. So, Charles, why are you at the New
5: Jersey Aford? We're trying to promote uh, blind activities for visually impaired and blind people.
0: Excellent. Now, is this a company or what association? What is what who is are it? you representing?
5: It's a volunteer association. Uh, it's the Association of Blind Athletes, New Jersey.
0: Awesome. And now, what do you do with the schools? How do people get involved?
5: This is not a school. Okay. All right. We provide athletic opportunities for blind and visually impaired people in a variety of sports, Uh, swimming, judo, soccer, beep baseball, and goalball. Okay. As we also do track and field. Track and field. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty easy there, yeah.
1: My mom, for a time, I grew up in a running family, and my mother's a runner, and uh, for a time, she was a guide. They used to take the uh, the head, the sweatband, the okay, headband, and yeah, just kind with, of
5: with a tether uh, tether yeah. loop well, it together, and she did that's. Uh, that's- Sort of archaic now. Well,
1: yeah, we're talking uh, mid '80s, so uh, Uh, that was the time of the the sign of the times, and uh, you know what, she had a blast with it, and uh, you know, and everyone that she guided, uh, you know, was was always good. Oh yeah, my mom could move too, so she would take some
5: fast (laughs) kicks.
0: So how 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 do people find out more about about this organization?
5: Well, the uh, uh, organization does have a website.
0: And what is that website?
5: I wish I could tell you the exact website. Uh, I have been sort of uh, um, retired from this organization, I coached the blind swimmers in Korea at the Paralympics. Wow. And uh, my wife is the president of the organization, and I don't know what the we'll website fly. is. Well, uh, we will right get it,
0: South. and we will blast that out to our listeners uh, oh, wow. on this episode so they could find out more about this. It is wonderful what you are doing, and we thank you so much. And I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful time at this. Keep doing That's- the good.
5: Oh, we try to encourage people to... You know, get involved and help uh, the visually impaired that, that uh, they can do.
1: Absolutely, perfect. Well, we appreciate you coming on with us, Charles. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we're back again. We are here with Mitch Snyder from Floor Marks. Mitch, how's it going?
8: Very good. Thanks yeah? for having me on.
1: Yes, blast. Uh, we're having a good time here. What's uh, what? Tell us about Floor Marks. What are you doing? Where are you here? What what, what are you serving today?
8: So I'm a, a middle school phys ed teacher myself. I've been teaching for 22 years, and I'm here with my father, who's a retired phys ed teacher. And uh, we developed a product called Floor Marks, um, and have been working on it for about four or five years. And we just launched last year. And uh, we've uh, been selling it for about a year and have just been picked up by the uh, eight major phys ed catalogs and are now in their catalog and on their websites this year.
0: Congratulations.
1: Thank very you. cool,
8: very cool. And what is Floor Marks? Floor Marks is real simple. It's a, it's a marker that you can write on your gym floor with. And it will dry in about two minutes. And then your kids can get on it and play on it and move on it. You can use arrows and symbols and numbers and um, motivational words on the floor. And then when you're done using it, we have a uh, a cleaning foot wipe that you put the wipe on the floor and clean it off with your foot. And um, it leaves the floor uh, dry and safe to play on in 30 seconds.
0: All right. As a former volleyball coach, I used to be taping the floor all the time with, stand here. This is base Mm -hmm. one, base two, this, that, whatever. I just love this. I love this idea, and I've seen this before at multiple conventions, and I'm just going to tell everyone that this is, that really should go check this out. Where can we find information about this?
8: So obviously we have a booth here, but we also have our our website, um, floormarks.com, and that's uh, with an X. And um, and then we are in all the major PE catalogs for sale there, but you can also um, find us on YouTube. We have a, a Floor Marks YouTube page that has a lot of short 30-second or one-minute videos that are real um, helpful with tips and ideas and um, videos for best uses.
1: Perfect. And I like how there's some exercise on the way out, too, right? You put that foot on there, yeah. and you can kind of scrub it in with your foot. True, that's exercise true. Exercise coming yes. and going.
8: Yes. Um, one of the things I've learned in using it myself, and you kind of learn how to use it as you, as you go, but where I would um, used to maybe make a whole, uh, let's say, a floor hockey crease. I would draw the whole crease. Now we just dot that out, and you're using less product, um, uh, less waste. Your product is going further, and then it's less of a workout and, cl- and cleaning it up with your foot afterwards.
1: Awesome. Very cool. Well, we appreciate you coming by and stopping and talking to us, and uh, good luck with everything.
8: Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate All right. it.
1: Thanks, much. Mitch. Mitch Snyder, Floor Marks. Let's go.